I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, Gerardo Del Real, here with my partner, Mr. Nick Hodge, who, as you know, is also an investor, a damn good one at that, and the publisher, and a damn good one at that, of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 203rd episode of our weekly therapy session that we call Investing in Bizarro World. We're going to talk markets. We're going to talk about what we're investing in. We're going to talk about a lot of the madness that's going on that seems to continue to escalate every week. But before we get into that, Mr. Hodge, how are you today, sir? Great to be back on with you. It feels like it's been a month since I chatted with you. Well, there's so much going on. Thank you for the kind words. It's easy when the um, cycle goes your way and the and the stocks go your way. And remember never to confuse a, a bull market with brains. So, but I'll take the compliment. I'm doing great. I just told you I had a root canal, so got a little bit of a sore mouth happened yesterday, but good to get that taken care of. How are you doing? You know, uh, other than dealing with allergies, uh, which is fine, if that's the least of it in 2023, we are good to go. I'll deal with them all year long. But yeah, you know, puffy eyes, the raspy throat, which is my voice is always raspy anyhow, but you know, everything that comes along with living in Austin or near Austin during cedar fever time. So outside of that, things are fantastic. I was going to say, you know, everybody's feeling smart this week. Let's get right to why we're feeling smart. Um, overall indices continue to kind of go sideways. Less bad is the new really good. I think Tesla proved that, right? Tesla came out and said, look, we did less worse than we thought we were going to do. And the stock's up some 10%. Now we're not talking some small junior that's got a $10 million market cap jumping 10%. We're talking Tesla jumping 10%. And correct me if I'm wrong, I've only been watching it very superficially, but I think Tesla's up like 40% from its lows here from like 30 days ago. And again, we're not talking a junior miner that found some lithium somewhere. We're talking Tesla, folks. So um, yeah, less bad is the new good, I guess. What are your thoughts on the overall markets? Are we starting to see, uh, I'm going to use the stupid words that uh, that uh, the, 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 the mainstream financial media uses. Are, are we starting to see like roots of spring? Oh, yeah, blossoms? <laughs> you knew where I was going. <laughs> are we starting to see the green shoots? Um, I, I'm not so sure, Gerardo, you know me, I'm a half empty kind of guy anyway, but you're right in that uh, Tesla, a very large company obviously is up uh, 30 to 40% in the past month, basically since the, the flip of the calendar year. Um, but, uh, don't forget that they were down 65% from their peak last year. And so, um, it takes much more than that just to get back to, to even, uh, certainly much more than the 40% it's run this uh, month. And, you know, I think we're in the middle of another bear market rally. I don't think that we're, we're out of the woods yet. Uh, you know, me sound like a broken record. I think, you know, Mr. Powell is going to talk next week. We'll likely, um, hose down some of this fire that's been building under the uh, market. You're going to get reminded that the, the Fed is still hiking. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I don't think the, the indices are going to continue to go up though. I do see the giddiness in the traditional, uh, whatever, uh, financial media, chart chasers, the people that need stocks to go up, the CNBC crowd, all, all that. But no, um, I haven't taken the bait. How about you? Um, overall indices, absolutely not. There's no reason for me as a resource guy um, that just, that's what I do, right? I'm not smart enough to trade crypto. I'm not smart enough to trade the overall indices. I, I feel out of my league. Um, in, in that space. And frankly, even in the oil space where I defer to you on energy, um, I, I just don't feel qualified. But I tell you what, when it comes to lithium and gold and silver and copper, not going to get them all right, but we're going to make them count. And, you know, this is one of those weeks where it's easy to confuse, you know, a, a bull market uh, for brains. And so I say all that to say that 
all of my capital and all of my attention and all of my energy this week and and for the past you know several years has been in the resource space because the setup is one of the most beautiful setups that I've seen in the resource space in my almost 15 year career of watching the markets and it's starting to be very consequential it's um let's get right into patriot which is the one that makes all of us feel smart because it keeps making new all-time highs it was new all-time highs every month was the pattern before and now it seems like it's new all-time highs every day right it's at least breaching new all-time highs uh for the past three days in a row it closed just shy of 13 bucks um it's january the 26th i suspect that by the time this week is over it'll be closer you know to 15 bucks and then look we got some very important drill results that i think i think with conference season kicking <laughs> in we get probably next week we had a a week break in news as far as drill holes go, but the company is positioning beautifully. They just hired a new CFO who is absolutely brilliant. Um, we've, you know, brought on an executive chairman. The stock is flying. The institutions, this is important. The institutions are starting to realize Patriot's not going back to the market to give you shares with half a warrant. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to buy them in the open market. This last run up from that seven, eight dollar level to the $13 level has been on a lot of volume, specifically the last $3 move in, in, in volume to the upside. And so where I see the shorts play with the stock every day, it's on small volume that you see two, 3% drops and immediately it's getting gobbled up. That to me is a sure tell sign that the institutions that weren't able to participate early on and can't afford not to have this in their portfolio. If you're a resource fund, there's no way that you're going to be able to justify because you have a mandate, right? A fiduciary duty to try to outperform your peers. There's no way they're going to be able to justify to their base why they don't have money allocated and what's now starting to be described as potentially could be, end up being what we always said, you know, could possibly be, which is the largest hard rock lithium deposit on the planet. Um, we're a little bit away from that, obviously, but I think we're halfway there. I think we're really close to 200 million tons and those important drill holes that we're waiting on, hole 93 specifically, which is a hundred meter step out from hole 83, which returned 25 meters of over 5% lithium uh, amongst a broader hit. Everything that Darren, the geologist, the VP of exploration was describing that release screams that the grades are getting better to the east. And so look, there's lithium bearing spodumene um, in about 40 to 50 meters of hole 93, which is a hundred meter step out to the northeast. Maybe we get 10 meters of 5%. Maybe we get 20 meters of 5%. Maybe we just get a meter of, of uh, 5%. But we know we're going to get a pretty decent run of mineralization, and we know it's going to extend um, that strike length another 100 meters. So when you're looking at those widths on a 100-meter step out, and I see new all-time highs with zero real, real material news. Look, the CFO signing was an important one, but it's, 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 it's more administrative and, and on the corporate level. It's not what really gets the juices flowing. That, that whole 93, that 100-meter step out is, is an exciting one. I can't wait for it. And look, I haven't even started talking about CB13. I'll leave that for another time. But for those of you that tune in for your Patriot update, figured I'd give it to you right up the top here. Um, I think it's going to be a quick run of 20. Did it take an extra month from when I thought it would happen, folks? Yes, I'm sorry. Um, did, did it end the year in double digits uh, like I thought it would? No, it didn't. Um, is it ever going <laughs> below double digits? I don't see that happening. And again, for those asking, my shares aren't, you know, they're, they're, they're not for sale yet. They're, they're there. They're sitting there. I haven't sold the shares. So, you know, some of that's blind luck. Some of that's just knowing what we have. And 
Again, let's not confuse a bull market for brains. We have a bull market in lithium. Albemarle CFO, our CEO came out this week and said, look, we're going to have sustained high prices. You need even higher prices to incentivize governments and corporations to get the supply chain that's necessary in order to advance the emission goals and the energy transition goals that we've stated we're committed to. These prices, he doesn't see them going backwards anytime soon. He actually sees prices that could rise another 40% from these levels. So a company like Patriot decides to go at it, become a Pilbara and set up its own production facility and maybe partners with the major that's willing to pay for it in exchange for supply at the spot price. <laughs> that's where that's where that $100 price target starts becoming really reasonable, really reasonable with a full, you know, four, five, Billion dollar market cap, $10 billion market cap. You know, you're talking between $40 and $100 a share. Not unreasonable. Again, Cobra has been as high as $15 billion here recently. Um, they have a smaller deposit. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the energy input and the energy costs that Patriots can have access to. And look, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. But again, to everybody out there that it's been long since the beginning, congratulations. Ain't nothing wrong with taking a little bit of profits. You have a tax bill. Just got divorced, unfortunately, and you need to take care of the husband or the wife. <laughs> like, go take care of that. But holding holding the bulk, not selling a share right now, that's for sure. Are you telling me, Gerardo, that there is an energy transition underway and a, a global effort to decarbonize the, the energy infrastructure and that they're going to need the, the natural resources that come out of the ground to do that, to make the batteries and to make the wind turbines and the magnets and the motors? So, because I've never heard this anywhere before. And so I just want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly that, that the Albemarle CEO, which is one of the, the largest lithium miners in the world, is saying that there's going to be sustained higher prices because they can't get the raw materials needed to you know, satiate or sate um, all the demand coming from these uh, global auto manufacturers, which, by the way, isn't just Tesla now, is Hyundai and and Ford and and all Volkswagen. the European all the European ones exactly Volkswagen BMW Mercedes and um yeah uh, is that what you're saying you know there's this really <laughs> smart guy that I I went to you know I go to conferences and I speak sometimes right and obviously um you're there often and I saw this presentation I think it was 2016 or 2018 this guy was talking about the coming electrification of everything. And it was a phenomenal speech, and it was given by yours truly, Mr. Nick Hodge. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, and so yeah, that's 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 not just what little Gerardo Del Real sitting just outside of Austin, Texas, is saying. The biggest companies, CEOs, and CFOs are out there telegraphing. They're not even disguising the fact that they want large-scale lithium projects, and they're willing to pay a pretty penny. It doesn't get any more simpler than that, folks. It just doesn't. The, the investment thesis is laid out as clearly as can possibly be. We have a raging, raging lithium bull market that's going to be here for years. It's not slowing down anytime soon. You can make a lot of money for yourself playing it. It's not just lithium. It's going to be copper as well. It's not just copper. It's going to be uranium as well. Hell, we might even get a gold bull market that's you know sustainable for more than six or seven months. Gold's looking pretty good at 1930. The dollar's still above the $100 or the 100, uh, in, 100 on the US index. So, I mean, everything's kind of everything but silver, really, to me, is looking really, really bullish. And again, why do I care what Goldman Sachs has to say or what their earnings are when I can just look at the resource space and look at the portfolio? And yeah, you know, every now and then you have a moment when you feel smart. 
be humble, take a little bit off the table, everybody. But definitely, this is the kind of market where you let your winners ride for a while. And, you know, hopefully for a lot of you, it's been a generational pitch and a generational uh, in investment for you. Fastball down the plate. <clears throat> um, uh, you say, and there's not going to be a silver squeeze to the to the moon. Is that what, is that what I just heard? And look, it's not just. Um, I'll believe that one when I see it. Let's put it that way. It's not just the James Bay region. It's 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 not just Canada. It's uh, South America. It's Europe. It's uh, Australia. There's uh, a, a lot to do out there as it relates to these um, base metal, energy metal, commodity inputs, right? And um, I guess I'll talk about commodities for a second because that's what I was writing about today. You know, we're in the mi the middle of a super cycle. I'm I'm starting to sketch out my talk for this Vancouver Resource Investment Conference, and they'll see um, this after that, so you'll be all right. Yeah, and it doesn't quite feel like that because you know we we had a pullback. Frankly, I mean, the, the super cycle started in in 2020 after the completion of the last one, which went up from 1994 to 2008, and then. It took another 12 years to come back down to 2020 and bottomed really with the onset of COVID. And then we know what happened after that. All these commodities took off like a bat out of hell and not just the metals, right? The, you remember talking about uh, lumber was going to the moon and, and corn went from like three to $8 a bushel and, and wheat went from four to $12 a bushel. And, and all these components of the CRV index were just screaming higher. And then what happened is um, you know, this recession started to manifest, this double whammy recession, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, the yield curve inverted, the inflation got too much to bear, the Fed started raising rates, and then the commodities got, you know, chopped in half. Uh, oil went from negative, literally <laughs> negative, if you remember, yeah, uh, to 120, and then and then back down to to 60. Um, literally getting cut in half as these recessionary fears manifested. And now what's happening is there's a bifurc uh, bifurcation or a, a divergence where uh, these different components of the index aren't all going up like they were. Uh, but certain ones are, like um, I was parsing out the CRB index today. and As one uh, does. As one does. <laughs> um, and, you know, corn and wheat have, have come back down. Natural gas, I mentioned on the last episode, down from, you know, a, a high of $10 back down to, to $3. Um, meanwhile, you know, copper has 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 found footing and, and gone up. And so the analogy is like um, hunting or, or like fishing, right? If you're, you know, out there looking at deer in a field or something like that, you know, you're not like not all the deer are going to be. Um, you know, huge wall hangers or, or, or trophy animals or something like that, right? You got to let some pass. But when the ones come that are are, are shooters or that, that, that have the characteristics that you're looking for, um, those are the ones that you don't pass on. And that's sort of where we are in the, in the commodity market right now. There's there's ones that are breaking out and there's ones that are breaking down. Um, and that doesn't mean that we're not still in a super cycle. Like the, the up leg of a super cycle is 10 to 15 years and we're only two two and a half years right. into it, right? And so- Music um, to my ears. Right, and it can pull all the way back to its trend line. Like sure. it, I was looking at the CRB index last time it kicked off a bull in 94. Um, you know, it ran really hard all the way until like 98 when that, you know, the softness started coming in from the dot-com bust or whatever. And it retraced all its gains all the way back down to the 1994 level. Didn't go bearish and turned around and went right back up after that recession uh, got past us and that market sell-off. And so- um, I think that's very analogous to where you are right now, right? You have these tech stocks that are that are facing woes. They're they're laying people off. 
Um, we talked about Microsoft last week. IBM was out this week saying they're laying off several thousand people. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond candles are going to be very cheap soon. Uh huh. People can smell them with their without their COVID. I was reading some funny reviews of Yankee candles. People saying they couldn't smell them, but they didn't realize it was because they they, oh. they had the COVID. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, it, there's there's commodities that are bullish and there's commodities that are bearish, and there's some that aren't in the CRB index, like lithium and uranium aren't even in the index. So um, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a it's a fun time. Get it while it's hot. Um, look, again, everybody feels smart this week. Um, it's not always going to be like that and nothing goes straight up. But, you know, again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really be careful with the recommendations in the paid service and junior resource monthly and the trades that I put on. I've been very selective on the trading side, but it's time to get aggressive. You know, we made a recommendation for junior resource monthly subscribers three weeks ago that stand near doubled in those three weeks. No coincidence, it's in the lithium space. Um, you know, we helped finance that thing at 10 cents like a month or so ago. It's at 70 cents today. And that company just announced, you know, a $10 million financing that is oversubscribed and that even we're being cut back from, um, you know, which I completely understand. That's what happens in bull markets. But it speaks to your point about the super cycle that we're in. And again, the message I'm trying to convey to everyone isn't how smart Nick is and he is or how smart I am. It's and you that are. they're. Every now and then, I joke with my wife and everybody. I do five things well. Everything else is, you know, it's our like she deserves all the credit, right? Um, but look, there is there 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 is good money to be made in this cycle. And so, for those of you that write in and reach out and comment, continue to. And for those of you you that are curious about the resource space or, or sectors that Nick's involved in, reach out. And then you know, if we can have a conversation, if we can help, you know, point you to some of the better names and letters in the space outside of ours, happy to do so. There's a big enough pie for everybody, and it's a damn good pie, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, go ahead. Let's put on commodities before you move on. You know, some of these are insulated. I mentioned the recessionary fears that take mm-hmm. down like oil and natural gas. Like um, uranium is like a long lead cycle, relatively insulated from recessions. Like these utilities got a come back in and contract these reactors have to keep running you know you don't shut them down and and turn them back on you you keep them running right and so um in that respect some of these commodities are are, are relatively insulated from the recessionary pressures that we're seeing out there uh make no mistake there's still recessionary pressures that yield curve is is still below zero there's people imagine what the copper price and the lithium price is going to look like once we actually have Increased demand, right? From to, yeah, oh, like a bull market it, it, in the broader in the season back uh, out of yeah. the recession. Yeah, everyone's sure. really gonna think they're smart then. Stay humble, folks. Stay humble. Um, that that was really good, Nick. I, I I I'm looking forward to your presentation. Both Nick and I will be in Vancouver by the time y'all re- read this or watch this. Um, we'll probably be on our way back. So we hope that we get to bump into some of y'all. We told you last week if you see us. Come say hi. I I, I I want to stick with markets a bit before we pivot. Um, gold, what are you thinking? Gold looks good. Tell me where it closed today. 1933, I oh, believe, but let me yeah. verify that for you. It needed- Nin- 1930, my apologies. Yeah, no, gold is is looking good. It needed to take that 1920 level, which it, it's it's done now. Um, I'm confident in gold. I'm looking at some of these the developers again that... Um, I have permits and, and I'm looking to get back into them, you know, like the 
won't tell you all my names, but like the Artemises of the world, for example, run by the Stephen Deans of the world. Some of those, it's it's time to get back into. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how what else you want to talk about for for gold, but I think it's definitely bullish and um, can see it. You know, getting back to that two thousand dollar level in the next couple of of months over the uh, course of the summer and and into the fall, and we um, get those equities are, are still relatively cheap, so. Um, there's a lot to like there and, um, you have a little bit of time. That's the other thing I was going to talk about in my presentation, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Tesla back to Tesla for a second, right? The, mm-hmm. I, I, I meant to make a point and I forgot just like trees don't grow to the sky, you know, uh, the roots don't grow straight down either, right? You need, you need these bounces in a bear market to sideways consolidate, to, uh, you know, get uh, bulls back interested or whatever, and then the next slate down comes. Just like in, in a bull market, you right. get a consolidation period, and then it, it goes back up. So I think that's what we're seeing in Tesla right now, an extended, you know, uh, upward bounce that's going to consolidate, and then it's going to move lower again. Um, and you're going to see that with commodities uh, on the upside as well, right? Gold doesn't uh, go to the sky. It doesn't grow straight up. But you need to be using those pullbacks that we're seeing you know, I told you we're in a pullback in the CRB index, right? Because of the recession, those are those are gifts to you, right? If you're a commodity bull and you can see the cycle, if you can see the forest for the trees, uh, you know, gold's going to go back down to 1920 or 1910, perhaps before it goes to to 2000. And those are the times you need to be buying. They say blood in the streets, right? You should always be buying on red and then selling on green. And not that that's not that 1920 is blood in the streets for gold, but on a short term relative basis. Those are the pullbacks that you need to be using to your advantage if you're not properly positioned or you want to get better positioned. I love it. You know, I I was going to talk about the five Memphis police officers, um, horrible excuses for human beings that were indicted um, on first degree murder charges. This has flowed so well. I'm going to keep it strictly markets and, and keep it short and sweet this week. I was going to talk about George Santos and um, how symbolic he is of the state of our political class and i just figured you know what just google george santos everybody i don't care i i didn't even know what party he was from initially until i actually dug in a little bit more it doesn't matter what party he's from he's it's a character just, he's a character uh, well literally he's a character plays <laughs> <laughs> on tv <laughs> and in brazil <laughs> google that one george santos brazil if you want to have fun but no, look, I, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, Nick. I, 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 I don't have too much to say, too much social commentary this week. I want to keep it more markets. I do want to encourage all of you to to write in. I want to start having a Q&A segment on this podcast. You know, not every week, but whenever the questions merit it, I think there's value there. Um, and, and obviously, there's no way for us to answer everything at a time. So we give you our take on what we're buying, what we're looking at, and where we think things are going. And sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. And hopefully you find some insight in that, people. Awesome. Yeah, we can do a whole um, social episode next week because there's a lot of cop stuff to talk about, not just um, those people, but there is a a cadre of folks in in Tennessee doing some naughty things. And then um, there's an important uh, litigation in our our case this week with a journalist from, I believe it was Florida, a Latina journalist who, it might have been Texas, either way. Um, who the cops Same were, who the cops arrested because she was continually basically, you know, um, writing articles, uh, about their business, the things that they were doing and they didn't like that too much. And so, uh, they tried to squash her, her freedom of speech, reason magazine has been doing a great job writing about it. So, 
Um, we can talk about all that stuff in a, in a subsequent episode. I have a positive story. I want to keep this one light and positive. Um, Earth received a radio signal I read sent from a galaxy that is 9 billion light years away. Mm, is that all? 9 billion years. It uh, was captured by what's described as a giant radio telescope that includes a field of 30 dish antennas, all pointed skyward with each dish about 150 feet in diameter. That is fascinating. Um, what does it mean? Who knows? I mean, you know, they, they basically said we have UFOs and aliens are real and nobody even blinked last year because it was such a crazy year. So what are you watching in the markets this week? Nick, we'll be in Vancouver. We're looking forward again, as we said, to seeing a lot of you there catching up. I know on a lot of due diligence. I know we have the dinner schedule, the lunch schedule, all the schedules are packed. Uh, but what are you watching in the markets this week outside of, you know, what I'm watching Patriot. I, I want to see all 93. Um, I want to see if this thing is is really getting that much better as far as the grade goes. And if we're going to be able to retain 30, 40 meter widths over two, three, four, five percent uh, lithium oxide, because if that's the case, uh, you can see nothing yet, folks. Yeah. On the speculative side, there's a lot of news releases <clears> because <throat> it is conference season. And so, you know, I'm on the West Coast and and even though I get up early, but, you know, by the time I open my email, I've got. 20, 30, 40 press releases in there that every day for the past week. And so I'm sifting through news, um, deciding, you know, what's worth paying attention to and what's not and making my list, like you say, of, of uh, who I want to talk to in, in Vancouver. And then on the macro or the, the, the broader the side, I'm watching these uh, corporate earnings, which continue to trickle out and, and, and haven't been great. Um, as I was telling you, they weren't going to be. Now, I know the, the market, the stocks, the S&P has held up relatively well. Um, but again, I'm not sure that's going to be the case uh, forever. We'll get a, a Fed meeting next week, I believe it is, the, the last we day shall. of February and then February 1st. Um, and and I'm watching that in conjunction with the VIX, which everybody has has fallen asleep on and is back down below um, 20. And I don't think it, it shall remain there for long. Things tend to break when people get complacent, everybody. Not a positive note to leave on, just telling you to be aware um, especially in the broader indices, there's a lot of, uh, of of debt that is maturing very, very soon. I don't think is serviceable debt at current level, especially corporate junk bond debt that is not going to be able to get refinanced at a rate that allows for that debt to not cause an implosion. So we're to the wise up there. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Goldman Sachs of the world are laying off analysts by the thousands. I think they're smart enough in some capacities, clearly not in lithium, but in some capacities to know what's coming down the pipeline. I think they're getting ready for it. Have to agree. That's uh, that's all I got, Nick. Anything else? No, I, I I put some more stories on there, but we'll talk about it next time. Let's do it. The next one's going to be a long one, y'all. I want to make sure that everybody goes to dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe to get the updates, to get the episodes in your inbox. You guys keep commenting, liking, doing all the things that let us know that you're watching. Appreciate the kind words. A lot of you have reached out about my 2022. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Have a great week. Be kind to each other and uh, stay tuned. I think we're in for a fun week this week, guys and gals. Um, I know you want me to send them off, which I typically do. So let me read this email that just came in yesterday. It's from a, a member uh, named Sean G. He says, uh, you and Nick are the best. You is you, Gerardo. You and Nick are the best. I really <laughs> enjoyed Bizarro World and watch every episode. Um, he's taken a nice stake in a company that you've recommended. 
um, and he wanted to know how you feel about it. But um, he says to keep up the amazing work. So people are out there watching, people are out there reading, and and hopefully people are out there making money. And so uh, this is one of the free tools we provide, and uh, of course we provide some some paid ones as well. So check those out, like Gerardo said, at Daily Profit Cycle or DigestPublishing.com. And Sean G, to answer your question, since you listen and thank you for listening, I had a conversation with that CEO this morning. I forwarded your email. Um, and then the very short version is you're going to see drilling soon. Geos and the team is in the field as we speak. It's not affecting anything as far as exploration goes. They're a long way from production because they're at the exploration stage. And those companies in that country are going to be the least affected, regardless of how the upheaval around the political situation ends up. So that's the answer to your question. You should expect an interview with that gentleman. But then the next couple of days, we have a conversation planned for tomorrow and you'll see it probably early next week. So that's it. Send us off, Mr. Raj. I know you did that already, but send us off again. No, that's it. See you later. Be kind to everybody. Everybody. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.